You can speak again. Mm-hmm. Or you can sing. We can just serenade our guest. We all just coming. <laughs> Welcome. Hey. Welcome to the Biofriendly Podcast. I, uh, I'm excited. We have yet another guest. We just did an entire show and forgot to hit the record button. Yeah, so that one was lost forever, so, unfortunately. It was our best work. Yes, our best ever. And mm. our audience is Classic hearing us. some, some mm-hmm. giggling and mm-hmm. chuckles in the background of our guest. Or, and, or are uh, those chirping birds? They might be chirping birds. Yeah. They might be chirping birds. Or this is, is it the th- light patter of rain <laughs> on a tin roof? It could be. <laughs> Today on the Bio-Friendly Podcast. Can I delay you one more time? Please do it. I just wanted to. That, there's nothing to say. Oh, just to I'm say just that. I'm just trying to keep. Okay, good. I try to keep you from getting the show going. <laughs> this is my goal. Okay, we're welcoming today Danielle Doggett. Did I say the last name right, by the way? Is it Doggett? You, you said it way nicer than it's actually pronounced, which is just Doggett. Doggett. Nice. But I kind of, I, whenever I see two T's at the end, I, I feel like, like it needs a doggett, you know? No, but I like how you said it better. Yeah. Danielle I'd Doggett. I encourage people to switch to that. <laughs> Jacob's so French. Yeah, I am so French. He's so French. Danielle <laughs> Doggett is, the... is pretty rad, though. You gotta, I mean, like, that's okay. It's yeah, not, it, does. it doesn't have the French flow. I'll right. give you that. Right. But there's something kind of rugged and powerful about Doggett. You know, last name. it's good. People are, you know, they're rooting for the underdogget sometimes. Yeah. And I yeah. appreciate that. They are. <laughs> Danielle will be here all week. She'll be here all week. I need to have a <laughs> try the veal. Sh- try the veal. Tip your waiter. I love it, though. She, that is, that is a guest who who has heard us before yeah. and knows to bring bring the fun, bring, bring the, the heat. Fun. Yeah, bring the heat. <laughs> but D- Danielle joins us uh, from Costa Rica. Today. Costa Rica, Wisconsin. Yes, Costa Rica, Wisconsin, the wow. well-known city. No, the real Costa Rica. You mean Costa Rica? <laughs> yes, Costa, Costa Rica? Rica. Yes, that's why there's the chirping birds. And as this, in Central America? Yes, yes. As in tropical? As in tropical? As in what that's we not, see? That, in the that's background? not a backdrop. Like, yeah. it's not oh, painting. I this is you're re- doing the zoom trick. The zoom trick. Yeah. <laughs> And what then I, you had, and then you had, you had a like a like a sound like one of those those records you used to yeah. have when I was a kid that plays background noises of yeah. animals or haunted <laughs> like that bird yeah. totally yeah. totally yeah. You, you can either get you know spooky sounds or bird chirps for yeah. your for your Zoom calls <laughs> yeah exactly no Danielle is the founder of Sail Cargo Inc Incorporated Sail Cargo Sail Cargo Inc Yes that sounds yes. like a good that sounds not not just like a good company but a good TV show for kids It does Sail it? Cargo Yeah it feels like a reality TV show. So yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> I as as we dive in here, we're well. First of all, welcome to the show. We're really glad to have you on. And Thank you. Uh, this episode almost didn't happen because it was raining where Danielle is, and she's her her overhead. It's all tin roofs. So yeah. if it was raining, then she'd just have to yell, and we would just hear but nothing but just pitter-patter here, of rain. Here is my commitment to our audience. We're going to keep going? If it rains, and it's just like... When? It's just... T- <laughs> when... <laughs> when it rains, and it's just a pitter-patter of madness, Yeah, we're going to press on. Yeah. I'd we're say gonna, why not? We're going to go for it. Why we're going to see just how crazy we can get the show to be. And then we'll all yell <laughs> into the, like, we'll do the thing where you're yelling through the microphone, like we're miles apart from each yes. other in a rainstorm. Yes. Let's, let's now do it. Now right. I'm hoping you, it happens. You too as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're going to add rain sounds. We're going to do what I talked about. <laughs> we're going to add animals, rain, 
It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna yeah, be. It's gonna be us. It's gonna be farmland back here. The usual shenanigans of the yes, Biofriendly Podcast. But, absolutely. But we're glad to, to have the, you to here. And no, I was gonna say I wanted to give the audience an idea of uh, what Sail Cargo Inc. is, and uh, maybe you could start us off with explaining. <laughs> What this whole thing is about, and why you're in Costa Rica, and, and why is there a, a, whatever that steering wheel is you behind have a you? St- a pirate ship steering wheel in the yeah, background. Exactly. For those of you who aren't watching yeah. us uh, on YouTube at the moment live, yeah, go there because yeah. there is like there's a there's a real life. It looks like pirate ship steering yeah. wheel. Nice. Yeah. Uh, wrong way. There it is. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah. I want one too. Are it's you actually put- the helm of the ship, so yeah. I'll risk walking over there. Oh my this god. This is actually the helm or steering wheel of the ship, Seba. Wow. And wow. we started by carving this first wow. uh, to sort of give us inspiration and direction on yeah, guidance throughout the project. That's that awesome. is great. That is great. Yeah, and, that's a and, good and, idea. So go so go ahead. Tell us what Sail Cargo Inc. is. Sure. So our mission is to prove the value of clean shipping. And we're great. doing that by building our flagship Seba, which is a three-masted wooden sailing cargo vessel. And we're building her in the mangroves here in Costa Rica. It sounds crazy. (laughs) It might be crazy. But part of our mission is to have a for-profit company with a triple bottom line. So most people think for-profit company and they think you have to be bad for the environment and basically not take care of anybody. But we actually want to take care of people, the environment, and try to do the financial part as well. Yeah. Wow. That is cool. That's terrific. Isn't that awesome? For profit and good for the environment. That's a great combination. <laughs> All right. right. Well, thanks, well. For com- thanks for coming on to the show. That's yeah. it. That's, that's it. That's that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrific. So you're building a... All right, so what kind of wood are you using? Is it from, from the forest or how are you pulling this off? Yeah. It's 100% locally sourced Costa Rican lumber. And we get most of it within less than 50 miles radius. And all of it with environmental permits and everything. And every tree we cut is replanted, I think, with at least 10 trees more. So we have a very strong in-house tree planting program that we, this year we planted 2,000 trees. Um, So, yeah, and it's interesting, Costa Rica, one of the reasons we're here is that it has such a strong environmental policy in place that it's actually one of the greenest policy-speaking countries in the world. A yeah. second only to, I believe, Norway. So wow. it feels really good to be in a place where we can source the wood responsibly, use it, and then plant trees right back. That is so terrific. Is and the it? trees will grow so fast there, too. Yeah. It's a good spot yes, to plant Yes, way trees. faster than Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where you're from, right? Yep. So, yeah, I'm from just north of Kingston, Ontario, the Great so Lakes. Equally so, as yeah. warm as where you live now. Yes, yes. No, no just change. as warm. Yeah. No this morning I woke up and said it was cold, and all my Costa Rican team members agreed. They have like hoodies on. They're like, yeah, uh. it's really cold. And then the one looked at me. She's like, "Come on, you don't." Do <laughs> I love it. That but what awesome. I what I love that she's from Canada is it's continuing to prove. Our theory that people from Canada just fall into environmentalism, like it just a guest after yeah. guest after guest. We have we don't have so any many unique Canadians. ideas. We just follow the environmental <laughs> trend. We're like green sounds good, eh? Yeah. <laughs> although, although this is an incredibly unique idea. I it mean, is. Let's, let's not let's let's make no bones about this. Yeah. But this is pretty awesome. What what you've got going on here? So you're 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 building a a, a wooden sailboat that yes. can actually hold cargo and ship things from Yardathar yeah. sustainably. I mean, it's remarkable. For profit for the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's novel. 
where did this idea come from? Like, can tell me, tell me where the inspiration came from. Cause that's, that it is so unique and it's so cool. And I'm going to show some pictures here in a second. You can kind of describe that. I realized I left my iPad over there. Well, we're going to use our imagination. <laughs> I want you guys to draw these. We're going to use our imagination. Everybody we are going to imagine the picture. That, no, we'll, we'll, pen and pencil. We'll yeah. put the picture Color right pad. here, yes. right here in the middle. Yeah. The, you know, and then you and I are just going to have to we're pretend look at like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Right. And right, use right. our well, imagination. Basically, if you just, if you want to imagine it, just imagine like lots of really fit, sweaty guys and that's 90% of what's going on here. So. I mean, that's all, You'll see I, that's, that's all, all I usually imagine anyway. <laughs> that's usually, just that's kind of, it just of occupies <laughs> my mind. Like I wake guys. up and it's there and I go to sleep and it's there. It's just, yeah. it's constant for me. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> no, back to your, back but to your idea. Good. So, so, so fits, fits, yeah. The question is how many fit sweaty guys does it take to build a sailboat? <laughs> About 30. About 30. Okay, cool. So yep. now, yeah, one of the pictures that we that we have that we're going to put in our imagination is a picture of you raising your, your team. Yes. Actually build, like raising the, uh, the, yeah. the, the U there that we yeah, saw. Me... I know this is my scientific terminology. I don't yeah. know the first thing about how to build a boat, which is yeah. an embarrassment to my family because my dad used to actually build boats, although his weren't made of wood. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm going to show this clip. Of that, of that. Oh, so that's is. what we're watching. So basically, we're raising part of a boat, like a U, up onto the next part of the boat in a video, oh, yeah. and it's and uh, and and it's it's right here, as you can see clearly mm -hmm. on the clearly screen, on the wall. Right then, we all knew it was happening. Mm -hmm. There was mm -hmm. no doubt about it. Yep. Um, so that, how, like, how many of those do you have on the ship? How many do you need, and how long does it take just to build? They act like, you know, just the, the, the frame the of the frame. Of the yeah. That's yeah. Like 20 questions in a row, ribs. dude. Yeah. All, all 20 of those questions answered. <laughs> snap, <laughs> snap, snap. Yeah. Well, we have about 56 frames in total. So yeah. all the way right from the bow, all the way to the stern. These are keywords that you were learning here. Yes. And there are in the bow. So right at the very front, there are half frames. So they go up one side at a time, like each side is its own. Yeah. And then all the whole midsection or body of the ship the frames kind of go up in this U fashion, which you'll see, I think, in that photo. As you see in and the video. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. In the U fashion. Yeah. Right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> so we hoist those up uh, as one uniform U or V shape. And then at the stern, where we are now, the very after part or end of the mm -hmm. boat, after yeah. part of the, the boat ship. Yeah. <laughs> the, the boat uh, we, we put those up again in half frames. So that's where we are right now. And it's okay. interesting because the half frames are so much more difficult to put up. Really? Uh, they can take, yeah, because you have to like lift this awkward shape right into place. Whereas the U, it's laying there. There's like a framework or ways below it and you just lift it. So by yeah. the time everything's all set up, we can lift one of those large U frames in under two minutes. Wow. Which is that really is fast. very, very cool. But it takes a long time. It can take as long between three days and maybe six days to just assemble them. So I believe in that that picture, that big U, uh, there's up to 12 individual timbers that are all cut unique um, bevels and angles and put together. So each frame is unique and has, yeah, every little part of it is special to itself. That's so, so unique wonderful. Pieces. It's hand built. Yeah. It's handcrafted. That's like, that's amazing. <laughs> this image here says shipwright cutting notches in the stern deadwood. That's the description of the image. So if you know, that's kind of the, what you've been talking about, right? I yeah. don't know if you can see. Yeah. Yeah. That's where that we up. are now. That's a, that's a really recent photo. Okay. Uh, and so the half frames at the stern get lifted up and then kind of sit into that notch. That's and then so they'll be cool. tied together at the, at the top for a deck beam. 
Yeah. This is so and you can see the people there. It gives a good scale. Yeah. And I, oh, well, here, that's that's perfect setup for one of these pictures that I have. I have the whole sail cargo uh, company photo here. So right, there's right the, here, as you can see, there's clearly. the team. It's a, it is a solid group of people, and you can really see the size of the ship um, behind you guys. That's very, very cool. Lots of sweat. Yeah, we're so thankful. Yeah, lots. <laughs> well, I'm pretty thankful for that. Yeah. Um, but we're so thankful because we actually have people from over, I think, 26 different nations now wow. have already participated in this little project, yeah. young project. So, uh, and we've hardly put a call out ever. People are attracted to this and attracted to this vision. So, yeah. it's yeah, it's just been an honor working with everyone. Yeah, that's so cool. So, who designed the boat? How did you come up with? How did you come up with the plan to make this? That boat is actually, the, the vessel design is based off of a vessel called Ingrid, which was originally built in 1906 in the Oland Islands, which is a semi-autonomous island state between Sweden and Norway. No, Finland and Sweden. Okay. Yeah. I was just there. Yeah. Nice. Uh, this is like good trivia stuff, right? Yeah. So, yeah. How many um, semi-autonomous island, islands are between Norway and Finland? <laughs> two are involved in this project, actually. Wow. If you're gonna, yeah, count Heidegwai as well. Uh, so anyway, it was based off of Ingrid. This was a very successful trading schooner from 1906. And we selected this and basically showed pictures to our architect, Pepine, who's from Netherlands and said, can you make this, can you make us this boat? We want to make this boat. Drawings, please. That's awesome. And then has Pepine designed many other ships in the, uh, in the past? Yeah, he yeah. has done, uh, I mean, if you want to look up these really incredible ships, there's the Europa, yeah. and which goes to Antarctica every year, and the Tres Hombres, which also sails uh, engineless cargo, rum primarily, very fun. Um, so yeah, Papine is experienced with that. And how did you and Papine meet? How did this, like, how did this, how did this start? So that you, was my first question. When, when you, <laughs> yeah, like, how, do, how does this come from, like, you, you've got this, this thought, it would be a really good idea to do this to now you're sitting on the ship with the with the steering wheel ready to, ready to rock. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how, what, what, how, how, how? So I, I have to thank my grandmother, my Oma. When I was 13, she signed me up and my sister and all my cousins to go sailing on the St. Lawrence too for a week yeah. uh, on the Great Lakes in, in Lake Ontario. And I went sailing for a week and it changed my life and it, I never went back. So this is actually the same dream I've had basically since I was 13 years old. Wow. That's <laughs> the cargo amazing. Aspect, yeah. The cargo aspect was added when I stepped on board the Tres Hombres just over 10 years ago in Dominican Republic. And we loaded 18,000 bottles of rum and sailed it across the ocean and with no engine. Uh, that's where I met my co-founder Lynx. And I said, yeah. actually, this is pretty fun. This cargo thing. I like that. Yeah. So nice. yeah, worked towards it since then. And then you, you, so so you did that and then you saw that there's some challenges and obstacles that the shipping industry has. And, and, Mm -hmm. and that's what really drives a lot of what you're doing at Sail Cargo. What, what are some of the complications that the shipping industry has in terms of environmental problems? There there are so many. It's something that's interesting that I like for people to try to understand is that ships kind of are the best in the world or shipping companies are, are one of the best in the world at avoiding and uh, about avoiding transparency and they're very autonomous mm-hmm. or sorry, not autonomous. Uh, oh my God. What is the word? They're, for? they're secretive. Yes. Anonymous. Nobody should know. Yeah. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. They invented the offshore bank accounts. They do all this stuff and one company's registered here and another company's registered there. And the ships themselves operate outside of territorial waters of any country. So it's kind of like how the United Nations doesn't have its police force because they don't have a nation. 
that's the same essentially in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. So as soon as you're 12 miles offshore, you're not in any country's waters. Yeah. International so waters. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. easy. It's very easy for them to kind of get away with things. Um, so just one point I like to share. There's so many. There's so many things that sure. you know from bioacoustic pollution. That's noise that. Uh, disrupts the communication of whales underwater, air pollution, uh, accidents and oil spills, like, you know, the Exxon oil spill and the recent Mauritius one, mm. uh, accidents at sea, like where they're losing containers all the time. I mean, th the list goes on and on. But just one that I like, little example I like to share with people is because some people will know the difference between um, diesel fuel and super fuel or mm. gasoline that you'd put in your car. Right. So. Most of us, I believe, know that when you put gasoline in your car, it's more refined than diesel, yeah. and it's cleaner, yeah. and there are fewer impurities. And we yeah. think, okay, diesel is dirtier. Uh, I'm not going to drive a diesel car, potentially. Yeah. But when you actually look at diesel, the thing that you put in the car, it's also clear and essentially free of impurities to your eye. It looks more or less the same. You're like, okay, I don't actually see the difference here, but whatever. Yeah. The fuel that the ships burn is the lowest quality fuel of any engine man-made engine fuel oil and at cold at, at cold temperatures you can actually walk on it yeah. so wow. it's just a black sludge wow. it's only impurities yeah yeah um, and so just to think about that when you think about gas is cleaner than diesel and diesel's dirty and then take that leap yeah that that's what they're burning Wow. We should hire you to come uh, work. With one of the we have a, we have a one of the things we do is we sell a product called Green Plus, which actually uh, actually reduces the uh, emissions pollution output of well diesel gasoline, but also fuel oils. So yeah. we're often talking to these shipping companies, and, and it's funny because they don't have to deal with regulations once they get into international waters. But when they're you know when they're close to uh, close to the shore, they they switch usually to something a little bit cleaner for a while in order to get away with it. Yeah, but, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had no idea you did that. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the one of our gigs. One of the things we do. Yeah, we, we're, we're trying to save the entire planet by ourselves with no help um we don't we're we're not inclusive we're yeah. not we don't like no, just no, no. Uh, uh no but but it's really funny that you that you uh, you broke that down that's all very very accurate and very wonderfully true yes it's very dirty fuel and and it's and it creates a ton of pollution and they hold a lot of it and they travel a lot and they mm -hmm. i mean it's it's a, it's a major it's a major problem in terms of, of greenhouse gases and just air pollution in general beyond what they're doing to the uh, to the the sea life so that's that's a wonderful mm -hmm. that's a wonderful thank you for doing that we have never done that before on this show and you yeah. just broke it all down so wonderfully yes. and i'm really glad we had yeah. you on <laughs> so if you're if you are on a a a, a beautifully designed can crafted uh wooden sail cargo ship yeah then you don't do any of those things mm -hmm. but it'll probably take a little longer how fast is it expected to go well, we make very conservative estimates. Yeah. Uh, so we more for voyage planning and for financial proje projections. We sure. say that we use only four knots. Yeah. Uh, that the okay. ship will average four knots, and these large tankers can be or large container ships can be going between twenty and twenty-four knots. Right. right. However, this ship with proper conditions can really be going averaging twelve and even up to sixteen. Yeah. Wow. Um, so on, because we just haven't proven it, we don't. Right. We, we haven't right. built the ship yet. Um. But so it's a range, but uh, we're, yeah, working with the very slow and conservative four knots so that we sure. can follow through with sure. our financial projections. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm hoping, well, the, the thing that is interesting is that uh, the global shipping fleet, as you might know, is being encouraged to reduce their average speed to 12 knots, which yep. actually uh, increases the fuel efficiency by a significant amount. So their emissions go down a considerable amount. 
And so actually, we, we should really be able to be making 12 knots average when we're using our electric engine as well. And so we potentially, maybe, fingers crossed, could even claim in the future to be the same speed. But that the thing cool. I'm really hoping is when they get into port, so there's a real bottleneck. The modular system that is the container system uh, is, is overburdened. Right. And so these ships, which are completely dependent on using these cranes and infrastructure yeah. at the ports, literally have to line up and wait in, in line. And I have friends who work on container ships that were pull, are pulling into Hamburg, Germany, and they're waiting for two weeks. And that's like normal. Um, oh, yeah. You'll and see, you'll see a lineup behind problem. us in, uh, like mm -hmm. in Long Beach yeah. or, or in L.A., both those ports. And you'll see, I mean, you'll just oh, see yeah. them for miles. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a bunch of them lining yeah. up and waiting. So absolutely. So I'm really hoping we're faster because yeah. we don't have to wait in line. Nice. <laughs> we'll see though. That is so well, cool. Well, you don't you don't know until you try, and you're you're doing something cool. So why not jump yeah. in? And so you said something really neat there that I that I caught. So the the electric engine. What's uh what's uh, can you fill us in on that? Absolutely. So right now our design is to have two 150 kilowatt engines. So in line or, tw or not in line, so uh, we'll have twin propellers nice. and this will be hundred percent electric engine. We hope to also have uh, flexible solar sails that we can use as for the sails themselves. We'd like to test that. So if you know anybody, they can call me. Um, <laughs> but when the ship is sailing, so the primary engine is the sails, is the suit of sails right. themselves. So we'll be sailing the vessel. Um, and the auxiliary engine is the electric one. So when there's too much wind, which is actually excess energy, what, we're, what we will be able to do is regenerate energy using the propellers underwater. Uh, so that's just like if you drive an electric car, you're going downhill or coming to a stop, you're going to switch to regeneration mode and yep. get that power back. Right. Uh, we're going to be using the exact same principle on the ship, which will give us energy autonomy. Nice. So rad. I am. I, I, I want to be on this ship so bad. Like I mm -hmm. want to so bad. I want to experience this. I just think it would be such an amazing thing. What, what is the timeline from when you started and what's the hope for the finish date? Of course there's complications with I'm sure weather and the environment and things, getting the materials you need, but, but what's the timeline that you're working with for this? So we registered the company in 2016 and laid the keel or the backbone, which is the first part of the ship, January 8th, 2019. So just okay. under two years ago. Yeah. We hope to be operational mid end, mid 2022. Cool. Okay. Um, so we're looking at three and a half to four year build period. Wow. And then how mm -hmm. long will it take when Jacob arrives for him to throw up over the side of the, <laughs> of the boat? Five minutes. Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I get that question a lot. And actually this type of ship, which is like a big, heavy displacement hull made of hardwoods mm. uh, that's working with the waves, with the sails, has a much more natural motion than, say, a high-speed car ferry or like a, a you know, a little a motorboat that you're smashing through the waves, getting the diesel fumes. These fumes actually make people really sick. They don't really realize it. Yeah. Um, so I... Don't promise, but maybe you won't get seasick at all. Oh, my goodness. Jacob. Uh, this is very exciting. You get to go to Costa Rica. I can't You get wait. to see a hand-built boat, I and know. you get to sail around the place without I getting sick. I can't wait. I actually do wish we could go and, like, and hammer and, and, and add, add our sweaty bodies to the to the sweaty dudes. That's well, what we, I wish. We are. We do Come show on down. quite a figure. <laughs> 
uh, it's so true. We're 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 we're, we're svelte, as yes. they say. Oh yes, my dad bod can really haul some wood if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, well, it if really you can. load him up, he, he's, he's very. <laughs> my dense. dad, my dad came down. And he was hauling some wood around. See? Yeah, it was great. Way Mike, to go. Mike was here. Yeah, I Beautiful. love that. Beautiful. I love that. I actually have an aerial view, which I'm going to put up right now. Right here, you can see the aerial this, view. It's beautiful. And I'm going to wow. probably mispronounce the area, but it says the Ast- Astillero Verde. Did I say that right? <laughs> uh, shipyard yeah. on the Gulf of Nicoya. Ooh. So, but I want to hear her say it. She'll say it better. So yeah, this that's the name of our nonprofit shipyard association, Astillero uh-huh. Verde, mm-hmm. which just translates to Green Shipyard. Oh, cool. Uh, and that's yeah, so we also are trying to be uh, exemplary or a leader in all the other practices. So not just building the ship, but um, having a shipyard that can actually be respectful to our surrounding mangroves, which are right behind me. Love it. Um, yeah. So actually right now I'm in my little house, which is on the top floor of our educational center. So Astillero Verde, or the Green Shipyard Association, is a nonprofit. It's an affiliate 501c3, and we... Um, offer nonprofit educational courses to our community, uh, including boat building, blacksmithing, stuff like that. They're free for the community. And it feels really good because we're located in one of the financially poorest districts in the whole country. So that's kind of a side thing that is something we love a lot. That is wonderful. And then do you accept donations as a charity of sorts? Yes. Yes, ah. we do. So how, if someone I'm wanted sure to donate, <laughs> how, how would they find, how would they do it? How would they get in touch it's with It's really easy, actually, for people in the States. We, As I said, we recently became an affiliate 501c3, so all donations are eligible for tax donation. Nice. It's very exciting for us to get that. And that's through Crusa or Amigos of Costa Rica, and I'll I'll send you the link. Yeah, and send yeah, it. We, so would we will share any that. donations would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, we will we will absolutely share and promote that with this episode, ladies and um, gentlemen. You, you could teach Jacob how to make his very own dinghy. Yep, you could. You could be you the could. one. You could. <laughs> so could pitch in now. <laughs> Call now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, so have you been in Costa Rica? Um, for years leading up to this project, or is this what brought you down there? This is what brought me down. So previous to that, I was working across the Caribbean and Europe and even Iceland for a little while, which was sweet. And then our friend group said, okay, we're serious about doing this project. We're going to get it going. Uh, What are the things we do want? What are the things we don't want? Well, you know, working in northern Germany or Canada in January and outside in a shipyard, we're like, we don't. We don't want that. Right. right. (laughs) Um, So we wanted, we knew we wanted to go somewhere tropical and Costa Rica really stuck out as an environmental leader, especially we're close to the wood that we want to have, as I mentioned. So so I came down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. The, the, the importance of, of, of locally sourcing things. I mean, that that that, that saves you yes. so much on on emissions. It saves you so much on on impact. It's it's a, it's a big. It's well, a big exactly. Deal. I mean, we didn't want to put everything on a ship to build a ship again. Yes. <laughs> no, you're right. That's huge. That's great. Yeah. It's great. And 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 it is a place where you can quickly and easily replant the trees if you're careful with how you use yes. the how you use the wood. I mean, you'll you'll make. No impact at all. And in your case, you're you're improving things because you're adding trees to it. In fact, we got to add mm-hmm. them to our Johnny Appleseed Foundation. We do. We, don't, we do. Uh, we didn't know they had two thousand. Right. We have two thousand more trees we can add to our counting. That's right. That we did not have before. We 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 we're counting trees. That's our. That's what we, we don't offer. plant them. We don't plant them. We just count them. <laughs> yeah. We're up to a couple trillion. I think. Yeah, yeah. We're, really, we're, do, we're, <laughs> we're doing, doing great. great. 
We're not a few, well, a few, a few hundred billion. Let's not exaggerate. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. What has been the coolest what thing? <laughs> what are we doing? What has been the coolest uh, part of this experience uh, being in Costa Rica or, um, you know, in, in, in engaging with the local people there? What what is What has enriched your life? Uh, even more so than, I mean, the ship obviously is so cool, but I, what are the other aspects? You know, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. Jacob! I mean, so many... You did it! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did it! <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many things. Uh, yeah. So I grew up more or less planting trees and my family had a uh, lumber mill up in Canada and that that was all pretty normal for me, but Something I learned here that was really neat is that they plant and cut trees all in accordance with the moon phase. So even they're like hardcore lumberjack dudes, you know, Yeah. they are like, what is the phase of the moon? When do we plant? When do we cut? When do we, you know, do all these things? Because the sap is pulled into the tree from the moon or into the roots. And at first I thought, this is some hippie, you know, like, okay. But when you see these old timey dudes and they're very serious about it you realize that it's actually a science so that that was one thing that i learned here that i had never heard before having been associated or or yeah working alongside a lot of people like that i, was, I thought wow i really never heard that yeah uh, and a non-eco answer is I learned to ride a motorcycle and I have a motorcycle and it's a dirt bike and I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We, we love That's that. That's amazing. We love that because we, so having an environmental podcast, it's tricky because there's so many things in life that we love and enjoy that, that oftentimes it's like wag the finger. You can't have fun. You know, it's like a the, wag the finger industry. Let's yeah, be honest. It really is. It, it, it just is. <laughs> it is. It's <laughs> annoyingly so. And we're saying we're going to say it first. Being yeah. The, being the, the people in the in yeah. the room who are talking about it. Yeah. And that's something we are we're changing single handedly without any help. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, no, no, we're just kidding. But we're, we're with this. So we're glad you're coming on the show to help with that. But. Carry on, Jacob. What I was going to say, no, it's okay. I was going to say, she, it's perfect because you sharing the fact that you like riding a dirt bike, I think that's wonderful. And that's not something that, um, that that you should be ashamed about at all. You're doing an amazing thing. You're building a ship, (laughs) and you know what I mean? So I think it's great. The point we try to make is that you can, you know, you can, you can ride a dirt bike now and again like Mm -hmm. you can do some things like it's not like the planet can't handle anything it's that we're totally overdoing it yes yes exactly (laughs) we're out of control that's that's the thing and so how do we how do we get things to a point where it's sustainable sustainable where it's gonna be okay yeah Yeah. Yeah. so rock that motorbike rock that motorbike and i bet you it's fun that sounds like an absolute blast yeah and as time goes by they're gonna make they're gonna make more more efficient and cooler motorbikes anyway that are that are safe for the environment so just you know yeah well that's interesting that's like uh cargo that's actually been highlighted for us that people in costa rica are interested in in importing is electric bikes or kind of like small motorcycles i guess but e-bikes yeah um and so they they're really interested in that and i think it's a, a neat product that we hopefully will be able to ship in yeah nice is there oh go ahead when did you start riding motorbikes uh, nearly four years ago. All right. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, cool. That's, that's great. I'll send you a picture of my motorbike. It's so cool. Please, yes, please. do. Please do. You're now officially a friend of the show. <laughs> like so yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, that's right. From here on out, we have to say friend of the show. Friend of the when show. We, when we have you back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Danielle yeah. Duggett or Duggett, whichever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what, what was the inspiration for the name sail cargo? 
I mean, it's kind of seems obvious. I think it's because they sail cargo. Right. But I mean, was, you know, was there a reason why that that won? That was actually registered nearly seven years ago. Really? And I, I'm not sure if this is a true, if this is true, what I'm about to say, but I think maybe I'm the first person to have established something online um, for all the sailing cargo initiatives around the world to be presented and shared in the same space. And that was just a little Facebook group, which is still going on today called Sail Cargo Club. And it was just somewhere that I reposted everything from everyone because I realized there's no communication between the, the projects. And then I thought, oh, I should probably just get that name because it's the most obvious one and yeah. just registered it. Yeah, nearly seven years ago now. Yeah. However, wow. I wasn't early enough to get sailcargo.com, oh. but I wrote to the person and they want $500,000 for it. So Is we're sailcargo.org. Yeah, I was like... Thank you for thinking that we're really rich and successful, but I don't have that money for a website. Uh, $500,000 for salecargo.com. Are they out of their mind? <laughs> That's crazy. That is the uh, dumbest. It's a crazy name. Everybody wants it. It's yeah. not like you asked for Nike. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Right? No. Like this, that's just <laughs> stupid. Like I know. $500 for salecargo.com. $500,000. $500,000? I'm just kidding. Yeah, $500,000. Oh, I was like, oh, I will consider that and make a counter offer. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Yes. Oh, my God. Exactly. Hold on. We just delete a lot of those zeros. Yeah. Where can everybody find you? So it's sale. What's, what's the domain when they're going to search for you? Salecargo.org, O-R-G. We right. prefer .org here anyway. Org's a, man, yeah. It sounds more legit. It does. Anyway. It's yeah. Good. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you guys have merch? Do you have like t-shirts and hats? Uh, we have some stuff. We're getting our first t-shirts of the year. Actually, probably tomorrow. Um, but we're no, we're not strong on the merch That's side. That's okay. I just, be. I wanted to rock a sale cargo shirt. I just was thinking to myself, I was like, I kind of, I kind of want to, you got a fan. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Okay, I'll send you one. Oh. Send you one. Oh, you're going to oh. get one for free. This is Lucky? exciting. Her, sorry, look no. at you taking their $500,000. So it's okay. She said, sorry, no. That figures. So mine will be $500,000. Yes. Jacob's will be free. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, that's about right. That's that's, that's kind of how it goes. That makes here. sense. That's, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, I actually need to check. But I'm going to buy one though. All of a sudden, the Garage Band uh, the audio stopped, so I think we're just getting that feedback warning. So, do you mind if I fix it real quick? Okay. So Jacob just, is now going to walk towards the computer, towards and the he's going to be very gigantic on the screen for a moment while he looks and oh, oh, yeah, he's scary. And we're going to find out if we no, we've been recording the whole time. What are you talking about? No worries. We're fine. We're fine. It was doing. It was because I think I made a really we, loud noise. We, we thought we did two podcasts in a row <laughs> that we lost. That we lost one oh. after immediately after another. Right. Actually, we're just kidding about the first one. Well, we didn't really lose an entire podcast, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I just say that because we were talking. Yes. You know, with Danielle and, and having a fun time, and realized that we didn't press record, which yeah. is a classic move by classic us. Classic us. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so where were we? We were talking about t-shirts and stuff. No, I guess I guess so. We so I wanted to see. Oh, I have a question. What you, you yeah, got a question? Where are you, you going to take this thing? What's the what's the where are we going? I have the root. What? Yes. Yes. All right. The root is right here. I'm going to bring it up. Clearly visible. You on can the talk us through it. So where are you guys going to? What's the? Yeah. How are you? How are you? Where are you going? So our flagship route is going from Costa Rica. And then up to Hawaii, and then farther up to uh, either Port Townsend and or Victoria, BC. So Port Townsend's close to uh, Seattle. And then straight back down the coast, back to Costa Rica. We may stop also in Mexico. 
And then if time allows and it makes sense, we could also have a small leg going up to Alaska or down to Peru and the Galapagos. Uh, but the wow. main route, which is basically Costa Rica to Pacific Northwest slash British Columbia, we can do two times a year. That's okay. awesome. Uh, however, something really exciting is that we are in discussions with uh, some very interesting cargo clients. So we are already looking into expanding to a Caribbean and an uh, East East Coast line as well. Wow. wow. So will that be... Uh, More so news to follow. That's, yes. ex- that's ex- very exciting. So are we going to make a second ship for the other... Uh the other side we yes we have already well it's not confirmed but we are moving forward and we actually have quite a lot of interest in a second ship and frankly that would make me so happy because we have everything in place to build this ship and we have all the know-how we've kind of figured out all of yeah. uh the bumps along the way and plans and so it would it would be really great to also sort of prove hey we did this the first time and it was great now let me show you how well we can really do it yeah uh, and so if we build a second feel amazing totally i mean that's 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 how it works right you do do it the first time and then you figure it out so you can do it right the second time that's that's good not that the first one isn't going to be wonderful i know know it is yeah but so then not that the first one isn't going to be wonderful yeah 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 it's absolutely going to be great it's gonna be fantastic i mean it's going to be the classic well and i'm going to show i'm going to show just because we have we have for people who need to see i'm just going to show these quickly we don't have to spend a lot of time but but this image is called working on frames working on frames and this is uh for danielle she knows can she see that Mm -hmm. i don't know you know what, Daniel? Pretend like I can't you see, know but I know what we're trying to look like. Just like we just act like this is all coordinated, yep. and that we plan this, and then you know exactly what we're talking about. This next one says steaming bilge riders. We all know about oh, steaming yeah. bilge riders. Yeah, what is riders that? Riders of the bilge. I mean, I feel like I saw the steaming bilge riders play at uh, the Wiltern once. It was they were the Wiltern. They were a great band. Yeah, the yep. steaming bilge. Riders. They were great. <laughs> I do want to get motorcycle jackets for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, steaming bilge so riders. That's motorcycle jackets is their hit song. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. Sorry, go ahead, Danielle. Uh, that's a recent photo as well, very recent, and that is steam. We had a boiler made here by our friend from the Netherlands named Gerun, and that's all the small offcuts of the frames and other pieces of the ship uh, that we're able to use to create that steam. And that's a right. very large steam setup. Some some people doing woodworking or other projects would probably see a smaller steam setup where you may be basically cook a plank, and then it will be very bendy. And oh. so you can form it to something, and when it goes down, it will hold that shape. Wow. So we have that on a very large scale. We're using extremely dense tropical hardwoods, and they're, they're four inches by six inches or something like that. And they're like as long as it can be at 35 feet, 40 feet or something. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the steam box can handle. Uh, but you cook the wood with full steam. It's not pressurized, just in case people are freaking out. Um, yep. So it's just – it's not like – pressurized condensed steam um you cook it for up to three hours take it out there all the guys are wearing the gloves and everything and it's very very hot and they bring this timber awkwardly into place and then crank it in with all of the uh clamps and bolt it into place there that's that's cool and and then the very last one says fairing the inside of the saba yeah i mean yeah so yeah go ahead that's if, if I can imagine which photo that was, it was, um, we, we have all the frames on the inside mm-hmm. and we're very careful about the outside of the frame, uh, more than the inside to make it perfect. And then after when all the frames are up there, so just like my hands are now, if I can yeah. orient that, 
you want to make sure that it's smooth on the inside to each other so that when you do lay those uh, planks down on the inside of the ship as well, it matches up nicely with everything. So fairing is a very long process where you have to check all the curves and you're using a big power plane to get it all smoothed out. And it's, it's a very long and arduous process. Right. Yeah. And the, and the name of the ship is the Seba, which is spelled C-E-I-B-A. Uh, does that mean something? Absolutely. So that is the name of a spirit tree. It's recognized by the Mayan people as tying this world with the next. It's also Ooh. known in English as the Kapok, K-A-P-O-K. K-A-P-O-K. Okay. Uh, and it, it's interesting. I learned after after we chose the name yeah. um, <laughs> that it was called a silk tree, and it has these very beautiful kind of cottony silk uh, seed pods, and they huh. used to make life jackets out of them. That's kind of really? nice. Really? Wow. So are you going to have the life jackets on the ship made out of them? <laughs> mm, probably they're going to be like international safety standard ones, but oh, maybe yeah. we'll have right, one. right, right, right. We got to no. They have to be able to soccer. <laughs> God, you guys are going with the international safety when uh, you could have had it could have been matching and everything. Uh, and it could rule following, just yeah. square. But on the back of the life <laughs> jackets, you were cool. But on the on the life jackets, you have to say the steaming bilge riders. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well. So then, when you when you're uh, when you're loading cargo, what's the what's the plan? So just on, on each stop, you take you only like, are you going to load and then go around? Or are you going to pick things up at every port? Or how's this? How's this, how are you going to make this work? Well, ideally, you know, for the financial aspect of that, we'd like to do as few port calls as, as possible. Okay. And so going straight from basically Costa Rica to again either Canada or Pacific Northwest, and then straight back down. Um, we do have some very interested parties in Mexico for moving uh, avocado oil, so that okay. might be a stop. But it's not going to be, you know, like a cruise ship where you stop every day and you're going somewhere uh, right. because the port fees really add up and we want to just have a, a liner service that's dependable. So that, that means getting from A to B. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Wow. And then will, the, will the, you were talking about going to Hawaii. Will the, will, the, will, the, will the shipments include taking stuff directly to Hawaii or is that just for the first kind of sale? To prove you can well, we will be going to Hawaii due to the ocean currents kind of take you out that way. It's a more practical route. Okay. And as well, it's 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 a, it's a long trip. So we hope to restock on our food and water, maybe do a crew change, maybe not. Um, but we may or may not actually move cargo. Got it. Got it. At that point. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Oh, oh. man. I, I, I'm just, I'm just thrilled. I'm tickled about this episode. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just so happy because I just think it's super cool. It is and super I love cool. what Danielle's doing. Yeah. And, and uh, we have a new band name. And we have a new band name. Mm-hmm. So we can finally be the, ste- the steaming bilge writers. <laughs> right. so, so we got a few things that go in, going for us Absolutely. in this episode. Absolutely. Yeah, but I, but I have, I have no more questions, but I, I wanted to throw it out to you to see if you had any more questions. I mean, I know I'm, I'm fulfilled. You're fulfilled. Okay. I'm fulfilled by this episode. <laughs> but, I, feel, I feel like we all, we all learned something. Thing, but I'm, mostly you just see what's so neat about someone who's got a dream to do something kind of unusual but fun but also rad yes that also happens to be great for the environment and it's yeah. really it's inspiring and it's really awesome and we're just so we're so proud of you danielle i mean we from really when you are were a kid and we first met and you you know we just we knew great things were coming and, yeah. and here, here you are all grown up 
all grown up, getting it done. Doing great. It's just amazing. Doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to share about the project or anything we can do to help promote it uh, in any way? I mean, obviously, we'll share about the, the ability to donate and to learn more <laughs> about what you guys are doing. But you're now a friend of the Biofriendly Podcast, so you're stuck with us. Yay, now Now we're going to have to... We're going to have to check in with you uh, when you're further along and maybe close to launching mm-hmm. or something. Yes, so. certainly. Don't launch the, the ship without us. You guys should come down. Yeah, yes, well, yes. Jacob's going to be on it because I want to be on it. I want to prove that he won't throw up. Yeah. That's going to be the number yes, one. You have to have a t shirt, though. That's the only thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I will have a t shirt. Yeah, I got to have my t shirt. So perfect. I love it. Well, yeah. thank you for yeah, joining us you. on the Biofriendly Podcast, Danielle. Um, again, salecargo.org. And, mm-hmm. uh, and definitely, yeah, sorry, but just, I was just going to say, sorry to interrupt. No, Be fine. sure to check us out on Instagram. Instagram okay. is our, one of our biggest platforms. So just at sale cargo as well, Facebook and our YouTube videos. I really love those. I think they're really beautiful. So yeah. also just check us out on YouTube at sale cargo. That's you great. Definitely. It. Absolutely. We do want to share all of that. Yeah, so yeah. now this is and the uh, part of the show. And donate, donate yes. folks. We're, we're going to drop a link down so you can, you yeah. can help uh, so support the local cause you got going there, which is really great. Yeah. Yeah. And but again, the, teach Jacob how to make a dinghy. Teach me how to make a dinghy, yep. not throw up and wear a t-shirt. That's, That's what it. we get out of this. We're going to teach today. Jacob all three of those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> we usually do our tags at this part of the show and I always allow the guests to just sit there and watch or they can sign off. It's up to you. This I'd like a, to watch. You'd yes. like to watch. Okay. This is the pressure I, moment I, I for the guests to watch. We always decide if we like the person or not based <laughs> okay. on their answer from that question. Just kidding. <laughs> guests who left. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes people have to go. Yeah. They, sometimes right. they have to go. Exactly. Uh, we are your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. Featuring greater parasympathetic nerve activity. Uh, more than just charismatic megafauna. Dolphins don't quit. Nature is perfect. Look at eggs. Uh, we are y'all inclusive. Uh, don't mess with Smokey on this show. Okay. Uh, and then I feel like we got we got a new one today. What's we did. The, what's we the get, band called again? Uh, the Steaming Bilge yes. Riders. Well, Do we have that? We are the Steaming Bilge Riders. We are the Steaming Bilge Riders. <laughs> and then we came up with this one off the air, and it made us laugh. We said... Oh, uh, we you, can't win them all. You can't win them all, but we'll win the rest. But we'll win the rest. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to add that. Those two <laughs> yeah. are the, the Steaming Bilge Riders, and you can't win them all, but yeah. we'll win the rest. Yeah. Perfect. Well, this has been the BioFriendly Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Danielle. Thanks, Sail Cargo team. We'll see you next time. Thank you, audience. Bye! It's the BioFriendly Podcast. It's the BioFriendly Podcast.